What's going on? It's your boy, Just Prince, from the Balance Effect Podcast. And I'm here to talk to you about Anchor. Such a great app. First and foremost, it's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make in a podcast in just one place. Super dope. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And this is definitely Balance Effect approved. Just Prince from the Balance Effect Podcast. We finally starting this here um, with your boy Benny Musa in the building. Oh, 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 oh! What's up uh, with y'all? We're gonna finish. We, I mean, we're doing this today, uh, obviously, because we gotta get it started. We don't. We we've been talking about it. We've been doing the shoots and stuff like that. But you know, uh, we gotta get it started today. So um, I don't know. Uh, one of the one of the uh, one of our hosts is not here today. Obviously, uh, Sugi. Unfortunately, she couldn't be here today because she's on vacation. She's tanning somewhere. In a quarantine, but I, I wish I could be here or whatever. So we gonna we we gonna rock out and just like it's like it's she's here. So we're good. Um. So anyway, today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, today's episode we're gonna be introducing ourselves. Obviously, you know, um, I started this. It's your boy Just Prince. I started this. Um, kind of like just preliminary preliminary on like Instagram, and I just started doing something like interviewing like different entrepreneurs, people, things that people were doing to like take up their time during the quarantine. And I was just like, yo, you know what? I need another way out. I need something to do. I need something that's going to captivate people and also inspire people to be better. Because I feel like if you know, during this quarantine, it's probably been the worst thing, right, Quam? Like, this, this quarantine's probably been Not like- Not for me, I'm, but I, I understand. No, no, I mean, I mean <laughs> like, like, like the quarantine has been like, I don't know how to say it. Like for me, yeah. the quarantine was more like, a phase of reflection yeah and kind of um you know finding what was my purpose you know what i'm saying yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like like nip said like you know find your purpose or you're wasting there so yeah you know i'm well, gonna kind of switch line. it over to you and you can tell me like what was your purpose during um the quarantine and then we can go from there yo f- so for me like this started like way before quarantine it just so happened that when quarantine came the whole world was on like the same page that i was on you know, I just turned 30. Yeah. So you probably already know. Yeah, like, yo, your yeah, mind nah, goes crazy. Yeah. yeah. You got it. You right. So I was going through that already. So then when the quarantine happened, it was one of those situations where I was like, okay, um, the whole world is changing as your mind is changing. So I'm I'm changing on two platforms right here. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So like my, well, for me, it was one of those periods where I was saying, okay, like, what do you really What's your purpose? What mm-hmm. What do you have? What What is your tangibles? What have you done? That's the biggest thing. What have you done? And, you know, some would say, well, you know, they followed me and I've done a bunch of stuff in music and everything like that. But at the same time, um, I just felt like I didn't really have what I wanted to show for it. You get what I'm saying? And I started to see why I fell short at certain points. Gotcha. So, 
this this year and moving forward, I'm trying to change all that, man. No, no, no. Of course, of course. I mean, like when I did this, it was kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, how can I say it? It was more for me. It was more of the how do I go about changing my day in and day out thing, right? So you know, for those of you that don't know, I'm I, I'm a teacher at during the day, right? So I was working with, um youth trouble youth like special ed kids kids that had mostly mostly behavioral issues right they had maybe a learning disability here and there but most of this stuff was mostly behavioral issues right and while i love the children i i'm i'm a bit of a radical when it comes to uh formal education and mm. what i feel like is the best route for certain kids right so like i i feel like it wasn't just working out for me i was going to work every day i was doing what i was doing but it was was it fulfilling me somewhat but was it fulfilling my pockets at the same time no i want something that fulfills me and something that i'm i want to do and like i figured that podcasting um talking about you know everyday life balance the balance effect it's about the balance of life work life family life everything you know what i'm saying i mean the theme is entrepreneurship because i want everyone to have some type of entrepreneur ideals mm -hmm. right like you want to be your own boss but obviously not everybody's going to be their own boss but I know I want to be my own boss. I can't work for anybody anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't literally wake up and go to work and figure, like, oh, shit, I got to wake up at this time because I know I got to be at work. Mm -hmm. You're bugging. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm done. So, with that being said, it's just, like, I figured out, like, what is it that I need? What is it that I can do to monetize and do different things so that I can be able to be happy and make money at the same time? Yeah. So, I figured doing this by influencing people... And, and going about this way, I feel like it's the best way to do it. Because, like, I think, shit, like, if I'm able to to, to, to do that at the same time and then make money at, 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 at the same time, it's like it's almost like it's not even a job. It's just, like, something that I like to do when I get paid to do what I like to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not a job, yeah. you know? And I, get, and I get the freedom to travel. Like, I hate having to – people be like, oh, I'm like – my brother asked me not too long ago, like, yo, we out to Atlanta. And I'm like, damn, I got to see if we're going to go back to school or not. Right. Right? Like, I'll have to put in the time, right? Yeah. Even though I've been on vacation for the last two months, I would still have to put in the time if I would want to do that, right? Because yeah. I don't know what's going to be putting up there. I hate having to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I'm pretty sure you kind of know about being your own boss and stuff like that. Talk to us about your own businesses. This guy, that's why I got him here. <laughs> this guy's a, he's an entrepreneur, man. He, I, I aspire to be like him and Suki. You know, I wish he was here, but, you know, we're going to get to her. Trust me. Oh, for man. sure, for sure. Where do I start? I think, um, so I wanted to touch on something you said, because I was just thinking this as you were, as you were speaking. I think before this, our generation and technology, <laughs> which just made everything on a level playing field or the possibility to be on a level playing field, it just changed everything. It, it, it um, the old system of of uh putting people in their place and and it just didn't it just didn't work there was just way too many holes being opened by you know um technology and all its facets social media you know uh how fast the internet is now your phone like it's just crazy it's so crazy so i think um what's interesting is these careers that um we end up you know going to school for and then get you know getting out of school and getting the job for um at one point that's all we had yeah you know mm -hmm. and it's very interesting to see people 
be given uh, these new circumstances, these new tables, these new cards, if you will, and watching how they they are adapting. You know, like for yourself, like you, you know, even three, four years ago, you wouldn't have had the chance to do this, and now you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out there and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna buy that camera. I'm gonna go ahead, you know, um, buy these mics and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go out here and I can do it because I, you, you, you're seeing it being done in mm-hmm. front of your eyes. So we gotta, first of all, we gotta clap it up for you for nah, even taking course, that initiative. Man, I appreciate, it, I appreciate it, man. Um, sometimes it's just like one of, one of my. Like, I mean, we talked about this because, like, I'm into, you know, PJ. We know PJ and stuff like that. Mm. We're into, like, heavily into, like, the um, personal development, right? Yeah. So, with personal development, right, what I was doing was that I figured that how do I personally develop myself and being able to do, be a better version of myself every day, right? Mm. I pride myself for being an avid Kobe fan. He was avid of, you know, working Kobe. every day, man. RIP to Kobe, Kobe. man. That was a, my favorite player all the time, man. I spent a lot of money <sighs> on, his, on his memorabilia recently, but it's okay, man. When's uh, the last time you took a shot and said Kobe? Uh, this morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, this morning. But um, all honesty, like I feel like that it's so important to do character development, right? Because it it behooves you to do that because it makes you analyze, be, like do critical analysis on yourself mm-hmm. and how you can improve your relationships. You know, work relationships, friendships, love love interests, whatever it is. So, what I, what, like, the quote that stood out to me when I graduated college, like, a few years back, I said, on my cap, it said, um, I used to listen to this guy named um, Miles Monroe, and he was a doc, he was a Baptist, he was a doctor in, like, theology, theologian and stuff like that, and he was in, uh, bah- he was from Bahamas, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, basically, what he did was he said that you're never going to change until you're angry. And mm-hmm. I never really understood that. Oh, uncomfortable. But it's oh, the same thing. Oh, right? yeah. It's like discontent is the seed of change, mm-hmm. honestly. And, like, I was just so upset with, I mean, you can say whatever you want about Instagram. You can say whatever you want about however, right? But it's like I see people that were younger than me or in my same age bracket that have surpassed me by far. And, yeah, you're not supposed to look at that. And I don't hate or anything like that. I just looked at it as motivation of like, damn, yo, I'm really behind the eight ball right now because it's like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you is a timeline for everything. But I'm saying like, I need to at least be attempting to get that. Right. And I feel like I'm very stagnant. I was very comfortable in my job. I was making a certain, I'm, I'm making a certain amount of money. But at the end of the day, what is that? Mm. You know what I'm saying? What is that? Mm-hmm. What is that at the end of the day? And like, if, if like most Americans, they live paycheck to paycheck. That means if like, let's say, most people can't can't loan out two hundred dollars and not have to be and, and not not feel like they feel that burden. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like that's how bad it is, right? That's how much the wealth gap is. And like if I can, you know, have something to do with it as far as like helping to, you know, close that gap a little bit more, like of course I'll do it. Like we're in the age where people are making money on their phones. You know, like I saw some shit the other day, Bella Thorne made a million dollars in a day on OnlyFans or in a week or some shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Why are you making so much money? Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, people have the stigmatism of OnlyFans because people, I mean, predominantly you people use it to use like sell pornographic material, but there's other people that are doing great things on there. Like they're selling classes, they're doing things, they're helping people out. And I feel like that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like find something that's going to make you money. Mm-hmm. Find something that you like that's going to make you money and that you know 
that it's going to be easy it's going to be easier easily accessible and it's easily attainable so something that you can literally go on your phone today if i can wake up my whole thing is i my goal is that i can wake up and i can look at my phone and i can be making money that's the whole thing you know what i'm saying and that's kind of where you come in with with the marketing right yep so like i mean definitely touch up on that man like like yeah. with the whole marketing company like i said this man is a entrepreneur man. yeah um for me um it kind of goes back to what i was talking about about finding something that you want to do um outside of like what you already are in path of which it sounds crazy because i'm i'm a, um i'm a producer engineer like anything audio and visual we pretty much like handle shout out to red autumn um productions so i'm pretty much like a part of that um but at the same time, um, you, you, as a human being, you're never really truly settled. So, you know, um, yes, I'm, I'm building uh, an empire, but at the same time, um, you know, I had these feelings of like, okay, I need to start like making my own legacy, my own print on the world. You know what I'm saying? Of course. And shout out to uh shout out to a couple people uh you included and in, in um rel um who is pretty much the leader of uh of red autumn um and still had the i don't even know how to say it but just the um the foresight to be like no i need to make sure that uh my my second in command is doing what he needs to do to be his own that's so important because if if you're not basically if you're if you guys are all following each other right mm-hmm. um and it's only one person that's bringing the ideas bringing the influence bringing the resources mm-hmm. that's a that's putting all your eggs in one basket of course that's dangerous you know what nah, i'm saying of course. Yeah. and uh uh man it's very rare a leader recognizes that within the people who are are following him so we had a lot of conversations within like the six months from January to like my birthday of just like, what do I want to do? You know what I'm saying? What do I want to do outside of just making music? Cause I've been doing that for a very long time and mm-hmm. it's gotten me, it's, it's, it's gotten me some successes. It's gotten me some failures. Um, and I honestly, failures, experiences, man. It's well, experiences. well, yes, because I was just about to say, you turn your losses into learning lessons when mm-hmm. you actually take the initiative to study. Exactly. What happened. So it doesn't become a habit. So what happened to me, though, is that I realized that I wasn't doing that for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was just going and going and going. And, you know, it almost became a, a, a circle. You get what I'm saying? It's like I'm doing the same thing and yielding the same results. It gets to a point where you start to get sick of what you're doing. There was there was a point where I had a job. I got laid off. I went into, um, you know, music full time. Mm-hmm. Um. And instead of learning how to make more money off of what I was doing, if that's the goal, mm-hmm. because the goal of me being fulfilled and doing what I love to do, that was crossed off the list once I started being full-time musician, producer, all that stuff. But now it's like, okay, you got to get your finances right, right, so that you can continue continue this and then continue this for people that come after you. And that's a whole nother conversation. Exactly. So I realized I wasn't doing that and... So in our conversations, it became, well, okay, what are you good at? Well, you're good at talking to people. You're good at giving advice. People come to you for advice because they, uh, you know, you know, they see what you're doing and you, and you can articulate yourself very well. 
So maybe you should come up with a, uh, a, a consultancy agency, consultant agency. I'm sorry. Um, and also you should get into digital marketing because at the end of the day, that's like the, the front of everything, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the messaging to get to communicate your ideas. Digital marketing at this point in the game is like, <laughs> that's it. That's the only that better be the only language you're speaking almost. You know of what course. I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. I started to move into this space um, of trying to figure out what that world looks like. And in doing so, I uh, came up with the Tone Agency. So that's pretty much like my other business venture. Mm-hmm. And the funny part about doing that is because we talk about being your own boss. That is um, that's an interesting learning experience. Because being your own boss, um, if you're around the right people, really teaches you how to be yourself or mm-hmm. teaches you about yourself. Of course. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In in uh, the mistakes and, uh, um, um, you know, the, the things that you do that might not work out and how you bounce out of that is what really makes you, you know, a leader, uh, a boss. Hey, you, you get what I'm saying? Um, those are the things that really are, are telltale signs of who you are, and, and with this journey, that's what I've been. Um, that's what I've been learning, you know, about myself and about this company. So, yeah. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, no. It does. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, it's just an organic conversation about why why we kind of all came together to kind of do this because we felt like the whole thing about being an entrepreneur. What I what, from what I understood, right, is that they look for a void in the market mm-hmm. and they fill it right mm-hmm. and what i feel like the void is is a uh, is a uh, people from new york obviously all walks of life right that obviously have different walks of life different paths right similar but different right and their experiences and how they bring to the table of how we came about as growing up here and making it here and trying to make a difference, right? Because that's the whole point about trying to make a difference. Um, when I mean trying to make a difference, it's like you want something to do in the sense that like, hmm, how can I put it? You want to be able to do what you want to do for others, for yourself, if you get what I'm saying. Mm. Like, so basically like what I mean by that is that like, if I want to, if I want, I, I'm pretty much sure that everybody wants some type of financial stability Everybody wants to to have be able to vacation when they want. Everybody wants to go away when they want. Everybody wants to be able to buy whatever they want. But, I mean, there's certain sacrifices that people have to make to do that, right? And I feel like our generation, we're in kind of in the middle of that because the people, the younger of us, they just want the money fast. Some people, not even our generation, want the money fast, right? And that's not necessarily how you're going to get that, right? How you attain the goal is all about consistency putting the work in doing what you have to do right Mm -hmm. so as an entrepreneur you find that void right you harness that and you fill it and you push that and then you become you know you'll be able to become successful doing that obviously it's not an overnight sensation it's not something that's going to happen quick fast right but it's going to be you know hard work and stick-to-itiveness and i feel like that's what lacks and i feel like that was the void that i wanted to fill mm-hmm. understanding that yo look at me look at my trials and tribulations of what i'm doing right like literally i launched this pre-covid right i started it during the covid on ig 
there was a lapse, right? Because obviously, you know, I wanted to buy certain things. I wanted to do certain things. Come and bring a yacht together. Making them, doing things that I felt that was going to be able to push the brand a certain way, mm-hmm. right? And what I, what I learned was that what I needed to do initially was build a brand and then a podcast. Mm-hmm. Not a podcast and then a brand. But at the end of the day, I'm doing it. And it's, we're building the brand and the podcast. The balance effect is a tree of other things that's going to be coming out. Obviously, I bought two other amazing people here to kind of like share in the, in, in the trials and tribulations and obviously the success because, um, you know, throughout the years, I mean, we've been kind of like tied to the hip. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think it's important that we stay together and stuff like that and try to um, help each other out in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but just moving forward, like, uh, you know, what, what other things have you been doing during the COVID, like, to kind of keep busy, keep keep steady, like, certain things that you want to unveil, you know, through the podcast, through your other ventures and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that you feel like, you know, you haven't been doing, you know? Um, all COVID, all rappers wanted to do was rap. <coughs> it was getting a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money <laughs> off of them checks. So they used it the right way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, um, that's all. Look, me and my team pretty much, we did a lot. Um, man. Come on, speak on it, man. Speak on it, so man. so much, and there's so much stuff to do. I'll just say it like this. We, I feel like we, it was expansion for us in the right way. Um. For example, everybody on the team found something that they wanted to do besides just being an artist. Um, for And I'll just use me for an example because I'm here in front of you. Um, you know, me coming up with my agency, that was like the biggest thing. I picked up uh, the visual side of um, of what we do. Um, so that was interesting because it, 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 it made me think about, wow, I'd love to do... Um, you know, movies and things of that nature. I think I've always, my music kind of, my music did that, to be honest with you. It was very, like, I made it very theatrical within, like, the, you know, the project we worked on together and even mm-hmm. the project I had after, after that. that yeah. um, Bathroom Mirrors was the first one and um, Selective Memory. Uh, I always put things together very uh, methodically and, and, and I wanted to flow in a certain kind of way, similar to how a movie does. So, mm-hmm. um, I think... Want to tell stories, you know? Yeah, and I think I think that's why it translated so well that when I finally started to pick up the camera, uh, it transitioned that way. Um, but uh, just to make a, a long story less long, everybody everybody learned a new skill um, that was valuable to the team. Everybody um, started doing things outside of to, to to strengthen themselves and, like I said, to to build more resource so they could bring back to the pot. Mm-hmm. We really executed as far as like group economics go, like a hundred percent fully. Like mm-hmm. everything that we got going on is all interconnected. You know what I'm saying? Like my man uh uh Jay, right? He shoots videos, right? So that's needed for when I need to do a campaign with let's say someone's doing a house showing and they're going through the tone agency to to, to make it happen because I'm in charge of the tone agency. M- or marketing. Yeah, that's marketing. that's my section of, of Red Autumn. Of, of Red Autumn. So it's like, okay, cool. So then um, I'm going to hire him to go shoot the house viewing. Or even I'll make it a more tangible example. 
when we did the project um world's worst neighbors mm-hmm. um he rapped Rel shot the visuals i did the cover i did the photos i researched ways to put it out you get what i'm saying so it's it's that's it's how team. that's how we've been doing it got you um we also learned a lot about ourselves as far as how we want to interact with people. Um, and I'm a couple that with, I don't know, I, I'm not going to speak for anybody but myself, but I'm a big believer in, you know, the divine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? God is what I call him. Whatever y'all want to call him, that's cool. But this, like, if it's just believing in that higher power. In that higher power, yep. Whether it's actually a being or it's actually like just a bunch of stuff that connects. Universe, it could be whatever, man. Whatever. You're right. And so in this journey, and especially in these past like two or three months, I don't know whether things have just been a, been aligning on purpose or we've been paying attention more, which is the, which is the double side to it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about honing in and really realizing like when something's very difficult, you should probably stay away from that mm-hmm. you know a lot of people like to say well don't don't settle and that's not necessarily what we're saying because settle means not to move but we're saying is move forward but if something is becoming a little too difficult or not working out how you want it to work out maybe that's the universe telling you you should probably slow down on that and figure out another way around it instead of trying doing the same thing so with that being said we acquired another space for um for some of our clients and traffic to go to because we realized that okay um you can't necessarily bring everybody to a a uh residential location the frequencies just don't match right in the nature of our business i mean it's it's cool that we have the studios and everything like that but you got to understand like that's a studio business and within a place of living residence residence um, and that was that was big for us um, to to really analyze and see it before it got any before it went left, you know. Gotcha. So that that was like those are a few things of um, few examples of how we were kind of like navigating COVID. It was very much like come together more and really like put our heads together and figure out what do we want to do when this shit is over. You know, because that's that's important. Nothing to me, nothing lasts forever. I'll just put that out there. That's just an ideal of mine. And so you can't just be so caught up on the moments, mm-hmm. you know, which a lot of people were for a long time. Um, and some people were able to, to still be like, OK, I know this is going on, but I, I want to do some things. So I'm going to use this time to my advantage. Gotcha. And we just so happen to be on that side of things. So, mm. I mean, like, I, I definitely like what you were talking about as far as like. I'm going to touch on the whole divine, the divinity, like believing in something bigger than yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, I grew up Catholic. Uh, my mother's a devout Catholic. I would say that I'm a Catholic by faith, not by practice, right? Uh, if that makes any sense. Um, and recently, as I've aged, I've realized that, and I, and I recently got in touch with a, a friend of mine that well, he was very into He's not into the church. He's very spiritual. Jesus, all about Jesus, right? And when I was with him, I was literally learning about more about myself in the sense that 
he was preaching to me. He talked about something like, in the Bible, it talks about Proverbs, right? That the book of Proverbs, if you want to know about how to get over any issue, any problem, it talks about the book of Proverbs. It was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, could be wrong. Don't quote me. It was written by Solomon, which is actually Pearlie's last name, the old Norman King, Solomon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, like, I feel like when you put, when you start to put that higher power first, mm-hmm. right? You tend to kind of look at things differently. Mm-hmm. And things kind of work in your favor. Um, for instance, uh, I, you know, especially w- looking back then when we were starting our projects and stuff like that, I got out a very, very toxic, tumultuous relationship, right? Very toxic. <laughs> Where I was like going crazy, right? <laughs> Mind you, this was, <laughs> this was, oh my God, this was like eight years ago, nine years ago. It's nasty time. It's nasty time, man. Yo, nasty, nasty, nasty business 2012, right? But at the end of the day, it was the real thing that sought me through was first God, right? Mm-hmm. And then being around you guys mm-hmm. and engulfing myself in something that I truly believed in. I truly believed in that artist that we were working, that I was working with and you, both mm-hmm. of you guys, right? Because I really, really felt that you guys were what the game needed at the time. Because if you look at back at 2012, that was New York was still on. A, there was a resurgence of New York rappers as far as like French Montana, ASAP Rocky, ASAP Mob, French, French Montana. You had Chinks. You um, who else you had from New York predominantly? ASAP I think that Rocky. was I think that was it, if uh-huh. I'm not mistaken, from New York. 2012. Yeah. I think this is just ASAP Rocky and um, um, um. Then French you had, Montana. Then you had a, a fire underground scene with Smoke Dizza and all that. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. of course. But as far as like what I'm talking about, like that resurgence, right? And then like, like the stuff that I would see, like even now when when we talk, right? I'm like, Yo, Kwon, this dude sound like Earn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, this dude sound like you. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that like, Yo, bro, we gonna be big, we gonna blow up, right? But what happens is that when you I got very lackadaisical, mm-hmm. and I started to put, I, I, I forgot to put God first. Mm-hmm. And that allowed all the other bullshit to get into it, right? You know, like, the transgressions, the feeling, the, like, I'm a Scorpio, man. I hold a grudge. I ain't gonna lie. Fuck it. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We hold grudges. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is what it is, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm learning. Like I said, character, personal development. We trying out here, y'all. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's a work in progress, right? So when I say when I say like all that other stuff started to come in and then what happened it was like, oh, you know what? I'm done with it. Wash my hands with it. Right? But if I had listened to you, mm-hmm. put God first, listen to you, <laughs> yes, if I would have listened to him, yes, you're right. If I would have listened to him, I feel like we would have been a lot farther. Um, you know, not saying that we w- he would have never linked up with Red Autumn or whatever, because I'm pretty sure that su- that was gonna happen anyway. Yeah. But I felt like it would have been more of a situation then, right? Like, and now we would have been literally, literally, literally living from the fruits of our labor, off the fruits of our labor, right? Mm-hmm. So what I what I go to say this is that like it's very important in whatever you do. This is why I'm definitely putting God first when I'm talking about this stuff, because it's motivating people, and I want people to understand that it's important that you understand what you're doing and what's the purpose. What's your purpose, right? Yeah. Like Nip said, find your purpose or you wasting air, right? What's your purpose? What's mm-hmm. your purpose? I feel like my I felt like my purpose in life was to bring something to the world, to motivate people to be their best self. 
I feel like that's my purpose. Um, you know, whatever that leads me to as far as like motivational speeches and, you know, being a podcaster, obviously that's what we're doing here, building a business with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to do it and I'm going to go all out with it. Right. And I want to teach people how to do that. Right. So, you know, through this platform and all this stuff, we're going to be giving you a lot of things. Right. I'm going to be giving you how to make a podcast, how to be a successful podcast, how to do how to do it the right way, how to do it inexpensively. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't do the same things that I did, right? Mm-hmm. Because obviously, you know, I, I'm, I, and it's funny because back then you guys, you, you know, you earned, um, um, P, Lance, all them, y'all call me Diddy, because I was, I was, I was literally investing, I was, uh, uh literally executive producing pro- projects and stuff like that, literally, yeah, like no, no, no like the, the definition of the term of executive producer, producer. Yeah. like, like that's what we, that's what I was doing, yeah, um. Even to the down sea, like, oh, this is, I feel like you could, you should say this. I used to do that. And from that, what I mean by that is that, like, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So when I wanted to do this, right, I said, yo, I'm going to build a studio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to um, do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to partner up with certain people because I want to take this to another level because I know what I bring to the table. I believe in myself. I believe in the people that I'm partnering up with, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, I, you know, I'm going to do it a certain way, but that doesn't mean you have to do it a certain mm-hmm. way, right? You can do it inexpensively. I know people that do podcasts with one mic or on their phone. They put a hoodie over them for the sound, and they're literally just in their closet, and they're recording, and they're yeah. putting it out, right? Yeah. But I'm like, no, nah, I want to do YouTube, mm-hmm. and I want to put it sonically, yeah, and I want to put a merch, and I want to get merch, and I want to do have speaking opportunities, <laughs> and I want to motivate, and I want to put all my people on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That was my thing. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, 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 like, like I said, like, I felt like that's, I feel like that's our purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I found my purpose. I feel like that's what it is. And like, you know, throughout this thing, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to find my voice too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's my voice? Like, how am I going to sound moving forward? Um, and even as I'm speaking to you now, I find myself saying, um, less. I feel more comfortable speaking. I, yeah. Like, this is... Obviously, this is not my norm, bro. Yeah. And when I was telling you before, when I did the thing on on Instagram, <laughs> yo, I was like stuttering all the time because I had so much information, but my mind wasn't attached to my mouth. So it was like a lot of the stuff was, I was literally trying to regurgitate everything that I was thinking, and yeah. it was coming out horribly. Mm-hmm. But it's all a process, right? Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that's kind of like my spiel with the with the reason why you know, the balance effect came about. But like I said, this is also an episode about, you know, balance, right? Work, life, all this other stuff. So um, kind of want to get into kind of like the events of okay. late. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to know your thoughts about, um, first, I'm going to go with, <sighs> damn, this is kind of a loaded one. All right, so I'm going to keep it light for this one. So what do you think about voting? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about voting? Oh, that's not light. <laughs> it's, it, I think I think it is. You know why I think it is? Because I could have gone with so much other stuff that's going on right now. But since I didn't, mm-hmm. I'm like, voting is a thing. I know how I feel about voting. I've stated it. Um, trust me, I have some some family strong, members, strong, some strong family strong. members that they like they do not like the way that I think or go about certain things, and that's okay. 
But like I said, it's all about respecting people's ideology, and I definitely want to know yours as, as far as when it comes to the importance of voting and what does it mean? What does voting mean today? I'm a I'm a approach this. Oh man, because I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say, and probably not a lot of people are gonna like it. But you know, hopefully we take this as a teaching lesson, and I'm not really scared to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you some context. I haven't voted since 2008. Put it out there right now. So, boom, there you go. And the reason why I did not vote this whole time is because I felt as though, well, first of all, I I haven't lived in my home state (laughs) since, like, 2012, to be honest with you. Okay. So that's one thing. Two, um, I was very, to me, I just don't think that I was um, too well-versed in politics. I don't really... I'm not able to pay attention as much as I would like to because there's no real excuse for it. I just, my mind was just not there. Mm -hmm. And so I said, why would I vote if, like, I don't even understand what's going on at all? So that's kind of where I was coming from it for a very long time. I just didn't know. So I'm not going to do that. Um, For a long time, I felt like it didn't matter if I voted. That was a thought of mine, too. Like, no, it don't matter if I vote or not. I'm still going to go through it. Niggas still broke. Like, (laughs) that's how that was the idea. That's, you know, I'm speaking as, you know, for for others out there that feel the same way. Like, you know, we, a lot of us chose not to vote because we just felt as though um, anything that we, like, our decision really didn't matter, um, you know. It's not for us. It's kind of how I felt about it. You know what I'm saying? What I'm realizing now is, and again, if you're out there, don't do not do what I do. Like, I'm just giving you an example, and hopefully you can take that, you can learn from it, and you can move accordingly. Um, what I'm learning now is, A, uh, just, just pay more attention. If you're not going to vote, at least pay attention to what's going on for real, for real, like, because it's all interconnected. It yeah. absolutely is. Right. Not on it might not be like um it might not be uh uh like purposely done cuz you know conspiracy theory says that for example covid was started because we, they were trying to take away attention from voting or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I don't know if it if it was to that, but what I do know is that um you do have certain people who can take advantage of the situation. Um, and we're not going to get too much into that because that's not what this is for. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think if you're going to, whether you vote or not, you should definitely at the least be aware of what is going on. So whatever decision you make, it was made methodical. It was made with intention. You get what I'm saying? Like at least do that if you're not going to vote. Or if you are gonna vote at at the least, mm-hmm. and be objective. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on, like a lot of stuff. It's almost uncontrollable. To right. me, it feels like it is the it is like it is all the mistakes that have been made since like this country started, and it's boiling over. That's how it feels, and we're just watching it. Particularly our generation, because you know, to give it some context, I, the oldest person in our generation just turned thirty-five this year. 
So no, no. Nah, the oldest person. Okay, so millennials start from eighty two and eighty two. Yeah. Okay, so and I'm wrong. Eighty. I think in ninety six. I thought it was eighty five. No, nah, no. Nah. So it's eighty two. Eighty two. So none because the generation Xers and literally. I think 80, 80, 81, 81. I, right? So, and then, so like, so like a generation, a, a generation X would be like my cousin, right? My uh, old, my cousin, right? Okay. And then, um, he's like late generation X. Yeah, like, yeah, he's like literally the, the, the tail end, right? Cause he's going to be 40, right? right? So a generation, a, a millennial starts 82, January mm-hmm. of 82. So, oh, uh, so, so let me, let me finish what I, w- I was yeah. going to say with that. Um, to me, the only, the, the, uh, so basically what I was trying to say was that um, we are just now getting to the age where like that person can become president. You get what I'm saying? Or those people, millennials, are starting to take office and starting to be in positions that literally an age wouldn't let you be there yes. and be in certain rooms and shake certain things up. <coughs> so you're talking about like uh, uh, Alexandra Cassio Ortez. That's um, what you're talking about, yeah, right? her. Um, there's a couple others that there's a, I think there's one in um Chicago, Illinois, the thing yeah. like that. She's Muslim, like yeah. she's she's Muslim. I and pe- people forgive me, like I said, you know my my focus has always been music. You know my whole like beginning of my adult life to now, even when I was like 15, 16. So I'm not what I you know I could tell you about you know uh, label execs and what's going on in that realm because I, I pay somewhat of attention. But when it comes to politics. I, I, I'm not really versed, and I would like to get there. So if y'all can help me out, you let me know. Comment, but, yeah, subscribe. Yes. yes, subscribe, subscribe, hit comment, <laughs> hit the bell, because we're gonna be coming to you. We're gonna be dropping every Tuesday. Yeah, every Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna obviously we're gonna break it up into seasons, but we're gonna drop it every Tuesday. Um, both uh, digitally, sonically, visually, however you call it, or whatever. Yep. But Oh, so what was I saying? Um, yeah, you were saying um, you were talking about learning more about politics, being able to be more versed with politics, but also talking about how millennials are now taking office. Yeah, so and shaking, sh- shaking shit up. Right. So this th- we're at those ages where that's starting to happen, and and our people that are in our age group are starting to take leadership positions, mm-hmm. like full, like truly, like leadership positions. Got you. And um. But we still have to go through the mistakes that happened before us. Because what I do know is that um, when laws and stuff are set, they're not set for that time period. No, the true effects take over a generation later. So, you know, that's 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 why I'm choosing to start to pay attention just a little bit more and just be a little more active. But, you know, I mean, my mom, my mom, I argue my mom, I argue my mom this morning. Mm. She like, oh, um, she said something because she knows I'm an avid Kanye fan, right? Mm-hmm. And when I mean avid Kanye fan, no, I do not follow Kanye as he's a cult. I like his clothing. I like his music. I like his, I like the way that he thinks as far as like thinking outside the box, as far as, um, as far as, uh, 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 uh feeling that everyone has, no one can, pr- they, there should be no glass ceiling, mm-hmm. Right. Like, I felt like the reason why he went nuts, obviously his mom went, his mom died. And I'll probably go nuts if my mom died because I'm very close to her. But, you know, it's also the fact that they were putting labels on him and they were 
trying to keep him boxed in, mm. right? If you notice, like, Jay-Z said something, like, about how, like, everything that evolves, the ghetto, the poverty, everything that we evolve around is in a box. I, go, not to cut you off, but mm-hmm. I, I got an opposite mm-hmm. look on Kanye. And no, of Tyler. course, of course. Everybody's going to have an opposite. But I'm, yeah. I'm just me, me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, No, of course. I mean, come on, you're going to contradict. You're going to be like, ah, oh, nah, nah. You, nah. <laughs> you, we gonna, I don't agree with that. And I get it. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, Jay's talking about everything that we do is a box. So it's like you go to a project, you got somebody on top of you, beneath you, side of you, side of you. You go in a car, it's a box. You go and see your house, it's a box. You go into school, it's a box. Right, you even go to a playground. It's enclosed in a box, right? So it's like Kanye is a person that even when he's thinking, he thinks methodically, right? It's like, okay, why does everything? So now he's making things with circles. But anyway, so we were arguing this morning about like going back to politics, right? We were arguing that he, she feels that he's taking votes away from Biden, which in turn is going to help Trump win, right? Mm -hmm. So my mom is uh, a Democrat. Obviously. I'm very confused by that though. I've I've always been like like because by, like okay, go, I'm sorry. No 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 no. I'm here. I'm, I understand why you were confused, and I'm gonna get to that. So basically, I was telling her, and she agreed with me that basically, voting for Biden is basically the same as voting for Trump. You're just voting for less of the two evils, right? One that's more of an outright racism, one that's not, mm-hmm. right? So like it's like more like okay. How do you, which one should I pick for? But I, I honestly cannot fathom having to do that. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't like, why? Like, who like who picks the people that we vote for? I really don't understand that. And that shit boils my blood. Because it's like, why do I constantly have to vote for who you feel that I should vote for? Why can't I put, vote for somebody that I think it fits my agenda and feels mine? Why? Like, hello? Like, Somebody look like me. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, people always say, like, oh, you you hate Obama, you hate Obama. No, I don't hate Obama. Obama, I just feel like he ain't really do shit for us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, you got to understand. Well, that's what they, he can't do that because he elects. Why not? Oh, then all votes get him elected there? So he can't look out for it, but he looked out for, you know, he looked out for all the people that he felt needed needed to get looked out for, right? That, that's the thing about... You know what I'm saying? And I don't have nothing against those people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it wasn't for me. So, me and her arguing back and forth, I'm like, who cares? Like, oh, what? Because you think... Because Biden... I mean, like, you really think that Kanye West is going to take votes away from Biden because people are going to rather vote for him than Biden? I'm like, come on, man. Like, like seriously, like, I don't think that's the case. But if you think that's the case... If you think that's the case, why don't you get more people to vote in other states for Biden then? Why don't you go campaign for Biden if you feel that way? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Instead of complaining about other people. But, like, I can't, I can't, literally, I cannot get upset at other people for what they do. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry, I got, like, a whole jungle forest out here. <laughs> and shit. It's for the but scenery. It's like, it's for the scenery. Um, but, yeah, I'm probably going to shoot one of these cats soon. <laughs> but, I mean, don't call Peter on me. Uh, I, I was just joking. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, like, I think that it's, uh, it's unfortunate that people have to, have to feel that they have to vote for the less of the two evils. Now, when I said that, sir, she said, oh, you don't care about me because Trump's going to take away Social Security. I'm like, what do you mean? Do you, you don't care about me? Because guess what? They've been bombing countries using Social Security that when I get to 70, I won't see that shit. I don't even know if I'm going to live to see 70. 
Mm. Right? So it's like you're already 63 and you have two, three more years to hit your social security. You know your social security going to be there. I don't know if my social security going to be there. So do you care about me? So then it's like always like, oh, but because of my ideology. No, it's just that I cannot. My thing is that I don't force anyone to believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. You believe by your way, you do your research, you you come to the conclusion, you weigh the real facts on the fake facts. And that's the thing with media now, social media, right? Every nothing, oh, Everything is pre-recorded. The only thing that's live is social media and sports. That's it. That's it. Right? So people get their source from social media. And anybody, literally, any dumb person, any person that with a, a scent of a brain, a scent, you know what I mean, is going to be able to put up whatever they want. You get what I'm saying? So with that being said, it's like, who who do you believe? Who do you trust? You know what I'm saying? You got the you got this you got a supposed supposed leader saying, you know, fake news, fake news, fake news. So who do I believe? So now you have to then go out and do your research and you know, kind of like it's almost behooved you to do that necessary research to find out who it is that benefits you in the long run. Yeah. Trump doesn't benefit me. I don't think Biden benefits me. He put he signed a bill just like a whole bunch of other Democrats or whatever the case may be that put a whole bunch of black people in jail. He said in 1973 that he would never put his kids in an integrated school because he didn't want his kids going to going to school in the jungle. Well, Biden. He huh? also he also said he you also said dog you. No, he <laughs> uh, no no but I'm gonna tell you just recently just just recently, old Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he goes and says. Um, he goes on the thing with Charlemagne and says, "Hey, um, um, Charlemagne goes, they about to end it, and he goes and says, "Hey, um, do you have anything else to say to my viewers and stuff like that?" He goes and says, "Well, if you don't for me, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black." What? <laughs> no, he didn't what? say that. He didn't say that. He didn't. Say I swear, that. I swear. He didn't say that. I swear, I swear, I swear. I swear that's what it was. So it's like, <laughs> so you want me to vote for somebody that says some dumb shit like that? The fuck you out of You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. And I'm sorry that I'm cursing. We're gonna definitely beat this out. But still. No, we won't. <laughs> fuck that. No, seriously. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, like, I just don't feel that I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I just feel like, yo, I'm gonna make, cha- I'm gonna make the change. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 and like we're definitely gonna get that get into all that episode too, but yeah, I'm not just at that point where I just don't want to do that anymore. Uh, that I, was nasty. I'm telling I you, I didn't know he said that, bro. You're gonna make me pull it up, bro. <laughs> you're gonna make me pull it up, bro. Seriously, like I can put it pull it up for you right now. And y'all want me to? Hold on, let me see. Can I pull it up? really said that no no i'm i i shit you not bro i'm gonna go on the youtube right now and i'm gonna type in joseph but joseph biden Charlemagne. let me see what comes up i think i think the interesting thing about what you said like just being objective i see that a lot of people i mean we know they're programmed right we know that Mm -hmm. But I think what's so crazy about it is how they don't see how it's all about serving your interests. You see what I'm saying? That's like the that's the underline of it. They might try to mask it because why would you get so upset if I'm, you know, doing what I'm doing on this side? Pretty much. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's my issue with whenever you discuss voting with people. I don't even like talking about it because you ain't finna just sway me. Sway, yeah, like yeah, you, like oh my god, like it gets so heated. Like, but don't but do don't try to like. Sometimes my issue is right, and this is the this is why that gap of like people not voting is becoming bigger. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the candidates. It has everything to do with the people who support those candidates. Like. You don't. I, I think that. I think yeah. that's the reason. You don't know how to have the conversation with somebody who has seen nothing but failure from both sides. How, like, you don't know how to. Like you said, I just said. Like, you know, I'm not gonna try to tell you what you need to do, mm-hmm. but if you're gonna do it, just be a little more mindful of it. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna tell you. From there, you are gonna make your decision. Somebody else would be like, "Oh, well, do you know that?" so-and-so died for us to do this, this, that, and the third. I can have a hot take right now and say, well, both of my parents ain't from here. So was it really for me? If we get reparations, I'm not getting reparations. I can't prove that I had a family member here from 18 or whatever. I can't do it. So is that real? You, you see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, that's uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't disagree. Being that both my parents are immigrants, so um, come on. I don't know. Would I be in reparations? I mean, shit, I'm still black. I mean, no, I, but that's not how they trying to half? work it. No, they're saying <laughs> right. They're saying that you gotta be, you you gotta prove that you had family here from. Um, the Atlantic slave trade that was moved directly into America. This is this is what I've. This is what I've been told. This is what I've heard. Hopefully, I'm wrong about that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But if that's the case, then that's not in my interest. So then, mm-hmm. please, explain to me why I should. Well, I don't know, man. Like, it's 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 a, it's unfortunate, right? Like, I just, I do agree with you that, like, a lot of my discussions and a lot of my hang-ups or issues when it comes to politics with my family, when we discuss it, it's because they come from a generation that is post Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Um, to give you some context, my family came here in, in the late '60s, early '70s. Yeah. So we're talking about my mom came here literally '68, '69, something like that. Oh, so that was right after. Right, like literally, she came six months after. Uh, uh, um, King was assassinated So They went to school here And Like my aunt and My uncles they went to College here so They were uh, They were afforded or awarded The opportunity to go to school Into some prestigious uh, Schools because of uh, The newly enacted um, Affirmative action and right. all that stuff and Right you know, H-E-O-P and equal opportunity, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So, but what I've tried to explain is that what ended up happening was they they ended up changing the game, Mm. right? So, like, okay, we're going to let you all go to school, right? But guess what happened, right? All the factory jobs left. So, before, you didn't have to go to school to really make an honest living. Now, they make you you get into this thing, and we're going to get into that, too, like, where you literally have to go to school. So they went to school, they did what they had to do, and they worked, they've been working jobs. Some of them are retired, some of them are not. But at the end of the day, it's just like, yo, listen, what else are they doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What else 
what else have they have they done? It's like okay, they did that how long ago? How 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 am I being awarded that opportunity now? Yeah, because like what what like I'm this is the seventies. I was born in the late eighties. Right. How does that that doesn't do nothing for me now? Well, and that's that's so to to even add to that point. I might contradict myself when I say this. Um, that's why paying attention to uh, that's why paying attention to the laws and the things that are going on politically is important. I right. feel like it's more important than even the vote itself because right. you need that to even you know get to make the decision. Well, well like but it's like my yeah. fault. No, 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 go ahead, bro. So like, I'll put it like this: if I was aware about the crash in two thousand eight. I was only 17, 18 years old. Like, I, I didn't know nothing about that. All I knew about was shooting a basketball. I mean, if I was aware of that, I probably I probably wouldn't even have went to school, to be honest with you, because that's the sole reason why I couldn't afford to go to school anyway. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, um, that's so even with you saying that, like, in the 70s, the time was different. The rules were different. School was definitely School a lot cheaper. Diff- School was a lot cheaper, and 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 what happened allowed for opportunities for your family. But then it's like maybe it's because and that's the thing with 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 uh, black culture. Anyway, we have trouble with foresight, mm. and I understand why is because it was pretty much took from us. Like if nigga, if you've seen. Further than ten, five years, or even a month, you getting punched oh, in your you, face. You, you too, <laughs> this nigga too smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I get oh, this that. nigga reading. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like reading for Toby. So, so maybe, maybe that's a part to do with it. But I say to everybody out there, let's start to pay attention. For example, like a lot of people got like ten grand out of nowhere. You talking about unemployment? Yeah. Yeah. What did we do? Our cameraman. Our <laughs> <laughs> cameraman. Cameraman looks great. He's yeah. eating good. He's eating good right now. The cameraman living life. He got the hat on. He cameraman you know right now. Chilling right now. Up. <laughs> so, that's but that's interesting. Like, let's really start to pay attention to not just what's in front of our face, but what puts things in front of our face. Got you. You get what I'm saying? At no, the no, least, yeah. and then maybe we can have. At least, like, if you could see the danger coming, you might not go there. Or you might go there, but at least you're prepared for it. You Got might, you. Might bring a gun or two. <laughs> Yo, listen, we're going to get into all of that. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. of that. But to kind of, like, put this episode into a closing, what I want you to understand is that as far as, like, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, voting, all that stuff, and how it intertwines is that, guess what? You got to go to school to, to work for an entrepreneur. But you don't got to school to go to school to be an entrepreneur. Mm. Let that sink in. Mm. I'm gonna say it again. You got to go to school. Oh, he's going crazy. To work for an entrepreneur. <laughs> but you don't have to go to school to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> Let that sink in, Fee. When I tell you this. Can I add to that? Yes. But you still have to go out there and seek the knowledge. Of course. Of course. Facts. Of course. Just so we don't have them running out here talking about man, daddy. Let's go. No, 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 no. Actually, Don't you know what's that. funny? Actually, you know what's funny? I wouldn't mind if you do, if you do that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Because then it'll be like, damn, I'm actually reaching out to f- certain people. So that's cool. But 
Yeah. That's what that if you leave with this episode with anything, you don't have to go to school to be an entrepreneur, but you have to go to school to work for one. Mm. Why is it that all these other people can go make money? Bill Gates never finished school. What's other? What's other? Hmm. My man, the Steve man that made this joint, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs <laughs> didn't go to school. Jeff Bezos, nope. Elon, nope. Here's the thing. But they believed in themselves and they took the risk. Are you willing to take the risk, or are you just cool with sitting down and and, and writing a piece of paper? Because the thing about it is, this is the problem. This is the problem, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into this. And I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish, and then we're gonna end this episode. So, with like when I fin when I graduated college, right? When I graduated school, right? I remember certain family members was like, "Damn, yo, aren't you happy, yo? You got access." I looked at them niggas so like what? they was crazy. <laughs> access to what? What has this granted me access to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I got was a legit six thousand dollar raise in my at my job. That's it, and it wasn't like you gonna get the six thousand. No, that was for the year. So you gotta chop that shit up into fifty two. Che- what? Not fifty two checks. Twenty six checks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Do the math. Six thousand divided by twenty six. Mm-hmm. Nigga, no. You don't, that doesn't give you access. And that goes into the next episode. But yes, Kwam, wrap it up, my brother. So here at the Balance Effect Podcast, uh, <laughs> <laughs> here to give y'all balance. <laughs> so I'm going to say, what do you say, right, <laughs> to the guys true. and girls out there that have this? Right? Because all the people you just mentioned don't look like us. Don't look like us. Right. And that was a big factor back then, and clearly they're trying to let you know it's, it's a big, big factor, factor now. now. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. So, um, I'm not saying that to discourage y'all. I'm just saying be very aware, because a lot of the times, like a lot of people like to be like, "Oh, do this, ah, 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 fuck, man, forget school, do this," right? But at the same time, it's like you gotta remember. Who, where are you at? What's your case? What is your lifestyle? What is, you, you get what I'm saying? What is your perspective? You have to look at that first before you make your move. And I'm just saying, I'm telling you that from experience. You get what I'm saying? I'm, I, I didn't, I dropped out of school. Um, I moved to New York City with no money. And yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. But still, like, that journey took eight long years of pain <laughs> at the same time though it was beautiful i did a lot of things yep and, and he know, had great friends that helped him i had guys. great friends that no nah, that's a fact i had really great friends that helped me out yes. you get what i'm saying but i'm just i always got to come with that because i, I want to let everybody know this road of entrepreneurship is not easy it's very lonely and if it's easy you need to like be on your p's and q's because that, that means that, something else is happening you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. for sure so. anything easy you don't want to do but like I said, guys, I appreciate you guys for being here with us today. Um, you know, definitely click the links on the YouTube page, Balance Effect Podcast on IG. The website will be coming out soon. Merch will be coming out. See the merch? Ooh. Hey. It's, 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 it's Pima Cotton. Ooh. 
Ooh, it's Pima Cotton. Um, Pima? It's, <laughs> hello? Shit is Egyptian, nigga. Shit, ooh, ooh. shit Jesus wore. I shit. got Egyptian on my body. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit just, it shit just caresses the body. It do, though. But um, definitely, definitely um, click the links. Um, the website, we're on Twitter, we're on um, we're on Instagram. My personal Instagram is uh, just Prince, J-U-S-T underscore P-R-Y-N-C-E as Prince. Uh, at Instagram, you have Benny Musa on Instagram. How you spell Benny Musa? Benny Musa, B-I-N-N-I-E underscore M-U-5-A. On Instagram. And definitely look out for Suki. She's on Instagram, S-U-K-I-E-E. A whole bunch of underscores. You'll find her. Sugi. Blonde babe on IG. You'll find her. She'll but beat you up too. She, yeah, play. she beat you up. She do the boxing. Yeah. But she gonna she gonna she gonna be on here real soon. She was just on she's on a little vacation right now. So definitely give my my love and regards to Suki. We miss you, Suki. We miss you. We miss you. But um she'll definitely be here soon. Um and yes, definitely click the link, subscribe. Definitely happy for be be here with you guys today. Thanks for rocking with us. This is your boy Just Prince. Benny Musa. And Sugi will be here soon. We are the Balance Effect Podcast. See y'all later.